Good morning. How is everybody today? Good to see you. You can have a seat for just a moment if you'd like. Good to see you on this beautiful morning. Got a little bit of rain, not as much as they said, but we were going to get, but we got some, didn't we? Um, looking forward to, uh, we just want to welcome you. And uh, if you're a guest with us today, we want to especially welcome you to, uh, to our church this morning and just hope that uh, uh, you're blessed this morning. But uh, anyway, um, I'll tell you what, last Sunday night, I know some of you were able to make the area-wide worship service over at Victory Life, and uh, it was just an uh, um, awesome evening of worship. Anybody want to share something that stood out to you? What did you like about it? We're going to clean up on aisle one over here. <laughs> so. Anybody want to share anything about last Sunday night? Yeah, it was a neat spirit. Yes, it was. Anybody else? Thanks, Kurt. Anybody else want to share anything about the last Sunday night? It was uh, just a worship service. Music was incredible. Yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, there were a lot of very gifted people that were involved in the process and, and the music. And Clay, I know, was a, a huge part of planning that whole thing. And and, um, and it was just, uh, the music was just tremendous. I, the reason I'm bringing it up is I want to encourage you that when those kind of opportunities come up in the future, do whatever you have to do to be a part of it. Because they're unique and uh, there's an opportunity there to fellowship and worship uh, with other believers. And it's a very, very special thing. So uh, just want to encourage you to take part in those things in the future. Hopefully we'll be doing more of those. And uh, so... Anyway, just uh, encouragement there. Uh, Wednesday night is uh, normal activities, having adult services here and youth and children and all that going on. So I want you to come out and be a part of that. Any other announcements that need to be made uh, before we move on in the service? <laughs> all right <laughs> so uh, anyway um, <laughs> uh, everybody's been here long enough to know how to take michael so yeah just laugh at that <laughs> anyway if you need your contribution totals for the year you can pick that up back there and um, if you want to check out somebody else's you can do that as well but um so anyway, you guys stand up with me. Let's have a word of prayer. We'll get back into worship. Father God, we're grateful for this morning and uh, we just look forward to this time to be together. We want to worship you. We don't want to just sing songs. We want to worship you and experience your presence. God, we need you in our lives. We know that you're here. We know that you love us. We know that you pursue us. We know that you desire a relationship with us. And so... Uh, the table is set for us today to, uh, to experience you. So we want to do just that. We want to sing. We want to worship. We want to hear from you and your word and, and uh, walk away today feeling revived and, and uh, closer to you. And that we could uh, approach this week 
with, uh, is full of life and um, wanting to walk with you. So it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
give all I have just to know you. Jesus, there's no one beside you. Forever the hope in my heart. Oh, to be like you. Give all I have just to know Jesus, there's no one beside you. Forever the hope in my heart. Clean. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you for this morning, and thank you for bringing us all here together to worship you. And I pray that you would continue to bless this service and bless all the people here and the people who are not here. Um, we do pray that you would give us a heart like yours, and we do give everything that we have for your kingdom's cause, God. And I just pray that you would be with Scott as he brings the message, and um, please just bless the rest of the service and the rest of this week. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. comes the crew. Well, how is everybody this morning? excited about that aren't you thank you thank you let me get settled here sorry well um, I want to uh, continue today sharing with some things about uh, I know many of you were probably here or many of you were here last week I know not all of you were but and uh, I won't quiz you or ask you what the message is about last week. That's a dangerous thing to do. Um, but uh, <clears throat> something's been on my heart uh, all around the first of the year, and that's kind of still what I'm <clears throat> focusing on right now, is uh, just coming back to some basics. You know, this is a time of year um, when um, we, lots of times we, we start making some renewing some decisions or making some commitments or trying to figure out, you know, how can this year be better than last year and how can I grow or, um, you know, just whatever, whatever would be on your heart and mind about this year. And I, I uh, there's just some things that I just have been focusing on in my thoughts and prayers. And 
And uh, I want to continue talking with you about that. Last week, the, uh, there was really one point last week, and it was this. Um, it has always been, and it will always be, about relationship. That was the sermon in a sentence last week. It has always been, and it will always be, about relationship. And relationship that we're talking about is you and I, our relationship with God. And basically what I did was just laid out very briefly just a survey of the scriptures and just showed you um, how from beginning, from creation, all throughout time, all throughout scripture, all the way till revelation, it has always been about God desiring a relationship with you and I. And, um, you know, if we're not experiencing that, you know, especially as a part of a church, if, if, if as believers, if we're not experiencing that relationship, if we're not growing in that relationship, then, then what's the point? Like, why are we going to church? Why are we... Uh, being, I mean, why, why are we Christians? Why are we believers? I mean, it, the, the bottom line is, is all of that is about being in relationship with God. And so, you know, I want to continue that thought today. The thought that, that the very heart of life is a relationship with God. That uh, everything we do, every relationship that we have, every work we accomplish... Um, is changed and flows out of that ability to have a relationship with God. I mentioned to you last week that we were created for a lot of things. We were created um, for beauty. We were created for relationships with one another. We were created to work. I could go through the scriptures. I can give you lots of things we were created for. But ultimately, ultimately, all those things find their true meaning in our relationship with God. So today is part two of that message, because what I want to do is, uh, if anything, I want to be practical with uh, what we're talking about, a relationship with God. I laid the foundation last week that that's really what all life's about. It's everything that God has done is ultimately about having a relationship with us. He sent Jesus so he could have a relationship with us. He sent the Holy Spirit so he could have a relationship with us. Everything. So the question is how? How do we do that? How do we have a relationship with God? How does a relationship with God move from something that we say at church? How does it move from um, being theory to real life? How, how, how do we get to that place where your relationship with God is growing? You know you have a relationship with God. You're fully aware of that. It's, it's growing. It has grown through the years. It's continuing to grow. Maybe you're there. Or maybe, maybe that whole idea of a relationship with God is a little vague for you. Maybe it's not as tangible as you'd like for it to be. How do we move from 
from talking about a relationship with God to having a relationship with God? The answer needs to be practical. It needs to be more concrete. So what I want to do for you is is I want to give you what I believe to be the, the best example that I could give you when it comes to what does it look like to have a relationship with God. And again, just like last week, I don't want to overcomplicate this. I'm not going to have, you know, six different points today. I, I'm not wanting you to leave with an outline. Today I want you to walk away um, understanding something being reinforced to you. Maybe it's something that you're learning for the first time. Maybe it's something that you just need to be reminded of. Maybe it's, it's something that you've forgotten and you've strayed away from. And today will be a day that you would, you would step back into that. The best example that I can give you about what that looks like. He's our example in all things, honestly, and that's Jesus. We need to look to Jesus and watch Him and follow Him and imitate Him if we want to have a relationship with God, if we want our relationship with God to grow. We need to look at Jesus, we need to watch what He does, and we need to do the same. It doesn't have to be like last night, I took Christy and Michaela to Tulsa, we went to the movies, and we went to see... um, the movie called Hidden Figures. You guys heard of it? If you not, listen, highly, highly, highly recommend it. A story of three black ladies who worked for NASA in the 60s. And it's an incredible story of what they went through and what they accomplished and, and what um, just, uh, just the amazing story of the NASA program and and uh, all based on a true story, and so it's really a phenomenal story. But the reason I brought it up is that, you know, uh, there's some smart people. <laughs> some smart people work for NASA, and they're doing like equations and math and, and different things because they had to, you know, figure everything, send people into space and reentry points, and all. I mean, it's just amazing to watch a depiction of the kind of intelligence and the kind of complexity that goes into putting somebody in a rocket and sending them up into space and orbit the earth and bring them back home safely. I don't know, you, maybe, I don't know that I've ever really thought about, eh, that's pretty complicated. Watching that show and just thinking, I mean, it was just amazing. People, the, the minds that some people have. I clearly don't. All that to say this, I don't want this to be like NASA this morning. I don't want it to be like the equations that they have to do to figure out how to bring somebody home from space. I want you to walk out of here today just, just again, understanding very simply how to have a better relationship with God. Because I'm, I'm here assuming that many of you in this room desire that. So we're going to imitate Jesus. How does a relationship, how did his relationship with God develop? How did it grow? How did it flourish? 
And I want to start today with just the most basic aspect of it. If you have your Bibles, just set them to the side, honestly. I know that sounds like preachers shouldn't be saying that. Okay? Just, just set them to the side. I'm going to share some words with you. I'm going to share some scriptures with you. I'm um, not even going to give you references. I'm just going to read them to you. just want you to hear. Just, I want to hear. I want you to hear Jesus. Okay? These are scriptures. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Another verse. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. Another scripture. When Jesus heard what had happened, and what had happened was that John the Baptist had been beheaded. It says, when he heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Another scripture. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray, and he spent the night praying. Another scripture. After he had dismissed the crowds from teaching, he went up on a mountainside to pray. Another scripture. News about him spread all the more. The miracles. The crowds came, the crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus, catch this word, often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Another scripture. Jesus withdrew again to a mountain by himself. Those, those scriptures have always jumped out at me. When you're reading through the Gospels and, and you come across a scripture like that, it's like it, it, they've just always jumped off the page at me. As, as, as scriptures that have to be incredibly important. It mentioned that, those, those thoughts that I just read, you know, in those scriptures, eight or ten different scriptures there, you know, that's how many times it mentions, talks about how Jesus did that. And, and we understand that, that Scripture, the Scriptures that we read, you know, are really honestly such a small synopsis of Jesus' life, of what was going on every day with Jesus and His disciples. I mean, it, it really is, you know, we read it sometimes like we're, we got everything. We don't have everything. It's, this is a synopsis of so many different things. And if, and if that's mentioned that many times in the Gospels, what's that tell you about Jesus' everyday life? Can you imagine how much time Jesus, how consistently Jesus got away and spent time alone with God. I mean, I, I envision, I don't think it would be a stretch at all to say that the disciples, a pretty frequent conversation the disciples probably had as they hung out with Jesus and is, where's Jesus? 
I can, just, I can just hear one of the disciples saying to one of the other disciples, where does Jesus? And their response would be, oh, you know, he's off somewhere. He's doing his thing. They watched him day in and day out. They hung with him. They listened to him. They watched him perform miracles. They watched him but they also watched him build his relationship with God to the point that we do know from Scripture that it got to a point in their time with Jesus that finally the disciples looked at Jesus and, and they asked him, didn't they? They said, Jesus, would you teach us to pray? Would, would, would you teach us to do what you're doing? Listen, I, I don't think they necessarily were talking about the fact that they had been with Jesus and they heard Him pray and He was eloquent and they were like, oh, teach us to pray like that. I think they watched Jesus. They watched Him withdraw. They watched Him come back. They watched Him love on people and do miracles and teach and they watched Him disappear again. They watched Him come back and make decisions like choose the twelve and they watched Him come back in power and do things and they watched Him disappear again and go off someplace else and some of the miracles in the Bible are really a result of that. And Jesus walking on the water. Why was He walking on the water? Because He went off by Himself. And after He's done praying, spending time with God, He, he comes back and they're across the lake. They're, they're in a boat. And so he just, He's just crossing the lake. They had watched Him. They had watched Him. They had watched Him. And they finally come to a point where they, where they simply say, teach us what you're doing. Because we can see, we can see the difference. So let me ask you, as I work with this, let me ask you, why such a focus on being alone with God? Why, what, you know, what, what do we... What do we learn from that? Why do you think Jesus was, was so focused on being alone with His Father? I mean, that's the question that we have to ask. That's what we, we have to learn. So let me try to identify just a couple of different things about this. Because... It's ultimately about relationship, right? It's, it's about being in relationship with God, and that's what Jesus was up to. And the first thing that, that just jumps out to me is this, is that relationship with God takes a priority. Relationship with God takes a priority. His relationship with God mattered to Him. It mattered to Christ. It was a priority to him. He was passionate about it. It took priority over other things. Being with his father, being alone with his father in order to be in relationship with him took priority over other things. It took priority over sleep. It took priority over being with people sometimes. It, it, it it was whatever, it took priority over whatever would stand in its way. 
Jesus wasn't a slave to just the routines of everyday life. He wasn't just in bondage to the next thing that was supposed to happen. Jesus was very strategic. Jesus was was very much committed to a priority to having a relationship with God. He understood that it was essential. He understood that it was a, if you will, a non-negotiable. His relationship with God was a priority in his life. You can't escape that. You can't watch Jesus and not see that. You, you can't see that and, and not begin to process the fact that it doesn't just happen by accident. Having a relationship with God is not something that's just going to happen. It's something that must become a priority. And the other thing that jumps out so much to me about what we see in Christ is that it takes priority. And a relationship with God takes time. It takes time. We don't live in a generation that likes to talk about things taking time. We we, we don't live in a day and age where we think a whole lot about process or discipline or things taking a while. A relationship with God takes time. It takes extended time. It takes considerable time. I probably shared with you before, I remember walking into a church one time and it just struck me as, as ironic. Is that I walked into the fellowship hall and I saw a communion table and sitting on top of the communion table, just someone had set it there, was a microwave. And, and it just was ironic to me because that's what we think about a relationship with God much of the time. Fast. In a hurry. You can go to Mardell's today and you can pick up any number of books about spending time with God that will say something like three minutes with God. Something that just alludes to the fact that this relationship with God thing can be had in a hurry. We want it now. It's, it's like fast food. It's like we want to drive through relationship with God. I went to church. I own a Bible. I should have a relationship with God. Jesus spent... Lots of time alone with God. That, that's, if there's anything we walk away with today, just, just to see that, just to, just to think about that. He spent, Jesus spent a lot of time alone with God. He would snatch shorter times here and there, and then he would get up early to spend a couple of hours. And at times it even says because of major things going on, he would spend all night in prayer. And here's what we do with that. We we see Jesus' example. Maybe we see it, but here's what we do with it. We start somewhere in our mind, whether we're doing it um, consciously or subconsciously, we begin to go, but Jesus is different. You know, Jesus, 
We can't compare ourselves to Jesus. Jesus is different. And we start to just think, oh, but that's Jesus. That's not me. That's not my life. That wouldn't make sense in my life. But I wonder if what we would see as different in Jesus was really the result of these times alone with God. It's, it's almost like a chicken and egg thing. Jesus was different and he spent a lot of time with God or he spent a lot of time with God and Jesus was different. But, but I can't live like that, we say. I can't spend time with God, anything like that. It's not practical. It's not possible. Well, I'll let it, I'll let it be about me for a moment. Because I, I'll just let it be about me. And you, you just figure out how it relates to you. I, I could say... But I can't live like that. I can't spend time with God like that. I can't, I, can't, I mean, that's just, this doesn't make any sense. It's not practical. But I can promise you today, I'll spend four hours today watching the Dallas Cowboys, and it, it, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. I, I say, I, it can't be like that for me. I can't spend time with God. That's Jesus. Jesus was different. That was his job. It was Jesus' job to spend time with God. How could, how could I do that? I can't do that. It doesn't make sense in my life. But I can promise you tonight I'll sleep eight hours. Could it not be seven? Would, would, would seven, would, would, would that alter my life in some dramatic way? It might. It might. The hardest realization for us might be, when it comes to this issue, the hardest realization for us might be in the answer to this question, is it truly a question of time? Is that really what it boils down to when it comes to whether we spend time alone with God? Relationships take time. Do they not? All relationships take time. The people that you're closest to in this life, the people that you're closest to in this life, why are you closest to them? Because you spend the most amount of consistent time with them? Because you communicate the most with them? Because you sacrifice the most for one another? Because you listen to each other more than others? Because they're people you experience and, and process life with? The people that you're closest to in this life, the people that you have the greatest relationship in this life are people that you are invested in the most. It's that simple. Is our relationship with God any different? Did Jesus show us anything different than that? Did Jesus show us anything different than the truth of that? Do we desire to grow in our relationship with God this year? There's an opportunity for us. 
an incredible opportunity that, that, that should, we should be in awe of in the fact that we have the opportunity to be in relationship with Almighty God. We have the opportunity to be in relationship with the Creator of the universe. That's what I talked about last week. The point is that God has spent all of eternity paving the way in order to be in relationship with you. And you have this opportunity to be in a life-changing, life-giving, life-clarifying, life-replenishing relationship with God. You get to be in a relationship with God that will bring joy, will bring purpose, will bring peace, will bring clarity, will bring power, will bring resiliency, will bring hope, will bring wisdom. Listen, all those things are part of experiencing a relationship with God. They're all there for us. There's an opportunity for that. But let us not deceive ourselves. It takes a priority and it takes time. There's no escaping that. So this year, but not just this year in the big picture, but right now, today, this week, Let's recommit to a relationship with Him. All of creation, all of history, creation, redemption was about a relationship with you. Today, listen, God's heart has not changed. Today is about His, desi His desire for a relationship with you. But how do you feel? What do you desire? Is that something you want? It's not about should. It's not about ought. It's not about guilt. It's not about shame. It's simply about desire. What do you desire? What do I desire? What do you want? What do I want? Do I desire this relationship with God? He has paid a great price and He longs for it. Us? I'm going to ask Clay to come back and we're going to sing a song. Let's do Scandal of Grace. Clay, that's right. And uh, I just want to take a couple of minutes as we sing and worship to, to allow you to process where are you right now. That's what I want to ask you. Where are you right now in your relationship with, with God? Is it something that you're giving priority to? Is it something that you're giving time to? Or are we, like so many times, we can be guilty of? Just thinking it's just going to happen. If we just walk in a church building enough, if we just live our lives pretty decent people, this relationship with God thing just happens. Jesus didn't show us that. Jesus showed us was if you're going to be in a relationship with the Father it's going to matter it has to matter it has to matter and you have to give time to it if you would stand with me I want to pray and we're going to sing Father God today I just pray for uh, 
your spirit to move in our lives today that we would feel a, a, just a longing and a desire and a recommitment to be in fellowship with you. And we're going to talk and we'll talk, we'll flesh that out some more. You help us, teach us, lead us, guide us, show us how to do that more and more. But God, today we just, we need to come to this place where we just say, this matters to us. And I'm going to give time to it. I'm going to give time to it every day of my life. We long for that today, God. We just ask that you just lead us and guide us in that. Convict us, encourage us, build us up, give us a new resolve. That's in Jesus' name, amen. We're going to sing this song as we sing. I don't know about maybe today is a day that you need to, you need to make a new commitment. Maybe you even need to walk down here and let me pray with you and you make a, a new resolve today that you are going to follow the example of Christ and you're going to spend time with God. Maybe you've never made that commitment today. Maybe today is the day that, that you need to understand that God has spent all of history wanting to have a relationship with you and you've never said yes to that relationship. I want to give you the opportunity to do that. Whatever it is, if you have a need, we want you to come. Let me pray with you. But as we worship and as we sing, whether you come or not, let today be a day of resolve about a commitment to be in relationship with God. Let's sing together. right there in the song for us give all I have just to know you that's our commitment today this week just I trust that you would pursue him because he has spent all of eternity pursuing us
Let's have a final word of prayer and we'll dismiss. God, thank you for this day. We worship you. We love you. God, we're just so grateful that you care so deeply for us. And we want to know you. We want to know you more than we do right now. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You guys be blessed. Have a great week.